I'm Frances Robertson Ritchie. Welcome to today's episode of The Explored Life, More Than Yoga. I'm really pleased to be talking once again to Joe Miller today of Celasta Sounds. Now, last time Jo came on the podcast, she was talking to us about the work she does with with sound, with sound therapy, and how that um, can help us to practice down-regulating our nervous system to support our health and well-being. So the more that we can down we can downregulate, practice downregulating our nervous system, the more that we're building this inner resilience. Time and time again, the more that we practice downregulation of the nervous system, the more we're building resilience. Today, Joe is going to be talking to us about her somatic therapy that she practices with her clients. Now, she practices somatic therapy to move, help her clients to move beyond unresolved trauma and to release barriers. So, um, this somatic therapy works with the body and awareness in the body. And actually, Joe's going to tell you so much more about how it works in detail that I'm going to leave that to her. But I just think it's interesting when we think about trauma, we often think um, perhaps that doesn't relate to us because we haven't necessarily had a huge trauma in our life. But what Joe talks about in this episode is the the small traumas that we all face on a daily basis. And she calls them tiny little cuts, which I think is a really great way of kind of visualizing what that can kind of mean to our health and well-being. These tiny little cuts day on day, these small traumatic events that build up and have a cumulative effect on the body and the mind. And that can lead to um, strong feelings of overwhelm and trauma. So it doesn't necessarily mean that if you, you know, to you don't necessarily have to have had a really traumatic event happen in your life for you to feel overwhelmed. And she's sharing her practices for managing those feelings of overwhelm with you. And if you listen right to the end, she's got a really great practical tool that we can all use in our everyday life. So welcome, Joe. Thanks for joining me again on the podcast today on the Explored Life More Than Yoga. I was uh, really interested to find out more about the other work that you do, um, the work that you've been doing with your somatic therapy and how that can help people to move beyond unresolved trauma. So I'd love you to tell us a bit more about that just to begin. That'd be really great. Yeah, yeah, sure. Thanks, thanks for having no me. No problem. Um, yeah, it does seem like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Just doesn't it? Lockdown. Yeah, or the start of it. So it's um, kind of weird, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and and actually, you know, there's there's um, yeah, I think this work really comes into its own in this time in a time when we've faced quite a lot of collective trauma. I think it might actually be maybe worthwhile just um, just very touching on um, how I came to to work with this. Actually, I think that might be that would be um, great. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so I, I mean, I'd been on my own trauma journey uh, of sorts for sort of 27 years, really, um, uh, kind of healing from a lot of developmental trauma and um, and other sort of shock traumas that had happened then in my sort of 20s. And um, really that had... Um, that had taken a number of turns um, from working with um, psychotherapists, you know, a lot of um, uh, a lot of traditional stuff to then kind of working with, um, you know, mindfulness and yoga, a lot of things that people can, will probably subconsciously end up moving towards yoga for, actually, interestingly. Um, yeah, and um, in the last... I would say seven to eight years, I'd really then started to, um, sort of seven to eight years ago, started to then explore this 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 particular healing journey of my own through a body-mind way. So a lot of the practices now that I um, trained in, I, I went on my own journey with that. And then when working with um, people with sound, what I actually realized when people were coming towards me was, this wasn't something that was explicit within my training as sound, but what I realized was that people were coming towards me actually were um, resonant of people um, with some unresolved trauma. And um, so that then got me curious about actually, so this stuff that I've been doing, actually, I think it's it's um, of value and um, important and there's a due diligence to then actually train in that so that when people are with me whether it be for sound or now I, I run somatic therapy um, in its own that that the container is is correct to um, and is full to kind of deal with that so that's that's sort of how I came about um, working working with it it's interesting because um, I think, uh, and we just touched on this before we went live, but um, there's this idea that perhaps, um, you know, trauma um, is a really, really big thing and that maybe we're not suffering from trauma unless we've had a very big um, something happen to us in our life. But I don't think that's necessarily the case. And it probably, what you're saying there is <coughs> that a lot of people coming into our classes, into your sound workshops, um, might be suffering from unresolved trauma just from small stuff in their life, you know? Absolutely right. So um, so I call these tiny little cuts. So there's there's different types of trauma. So there's, um, you know, birthing trauma. There's quite a big arm of research on that. There's um, developmental trauma, which kind of happens from when we're born to usually – the, the, a lot of the biggest stuff is kind of before five, but, you know, before 13, depending on what sort of studies you read. Shock trauma, um, which can be physical shock trauma, like falls or, um, you know, abuse. And then there's and then there's um, everyday traumas, and, and I call those tiny little cuts. So you can imagine, for example, um, I once heard uh, this described in a way which is um, like imagine coming home from work every day for six months and you've had like a really great day and like you've got this new job and you really want to tell your partner about it and you're so excited and you come through the door and every single day for six months you're really excited and you want to you share something and your partner goes oh you know what's for tea <laughs> or doesn't listen or is distracted when they're listening 
um, actually that cumulative then um, can eventually put the system into overwhelm, which is which is really a definition for what trauma is, just when our nervous system goes into a state of overwhelm. So that can be cumulative, it can be one thing, it can be it can be many things. And back to the beginning of the conversation, actually, with the collective trauma, you know, I think lots of people would resonate with that in the time that we have just been in. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I, in the yoga class that I go to, um, the teacher was talking about how we probably don't realise how affected our nervous systems are by all of the stuff that's going on at the moment um, in society and how that's kind of we're just getting on with things but we're not realizing that you know at a nervous system level we're taking on this stuff and it's affecting us and as you know it comes into the body doesn't it yeah yeah and it starts at the body you know it starts um it starts with the nervous system and the nervous system is and this is a, it's an interesting way just to describe it for people actually the work so when we um so if you imagine that trauma is held in the nervous system um, and the nervous system is, is part of the brainstem and is attached to the brainstem, when we go to normal um, psychotherapy or counselling, what we do is we work top down. So we work with the neocortex of thinking brain to try and really readapt patterns within the thinking brain in the hope that that will then affect the um, limbic brain, which is a bit further down, which affects our emotions, in the hope that that will then affect the brain stem, which is a bit about how we move through life and our um, interaction subconsciously with others. What um, this therapy does is it works um, bottom up. So we purely work with the body and the physiological responses. That then stops these things firing off that goes up to the emotions and goes up to the neocortex that says, We're in, I'm in danger, let me think about this, let me really overthink about this, let me create some anxiety about this because um, I don't quite know what to do. So, so yeah, so it's a very different approach. We completely work at, um, at a, a body level. The, um, the um, therapy that is a core of my work, I've done quite a lot of other um modalities as well but the one that's at the core of my work um is something called focalizing um and um it started um with a guy in the state i actually come about it by i was thinking about doing this as i say because i really noticed that this was something that i needed to bring into my work and um yeah and there was just i think i'd sort of, sort of seen something um about this focalizing somewhere and I followed like this little path of oh that sounds interesting and and the guy who started Michael Puccini he um had a video um on YouTube and he was talking and it was his um the sound of his voice was just so resonant with compassion it was just steeped in it and when he was talking about it it was like yeah that's exactly some of my experiences in my own healing journey that is exactly the type of um thing that I want to do but importantly on a subconscious level 
um, something which I've always used as an anchor, like the sound of somebody's voice has always been a real true north for me. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm do- doing that. So it's not that much readily available um, over over here at the moment. I think I'm one of the only practitioners. It's a little bit like um, somatic experiencing, which some people may have heard of. Um, and um, it's the synthesis of a lot of his work. Um, so, yeah, so there's lots of, different the somatic experiencing is an influence um in that which is peter levine's work if anybody's kind of um read on read upon that um there's a lot of um his work in sacred sexuality he was a humanist psychologist um there's vipassana meditation in there it's a synthesis of theory you yeah like a bit of yoga a bit of shamanism um yeah there's there's so many different so many different things that kind of it's a synthesis of and um and what I really love about it is I think this humanist approach um and I think that's a real key part of the healing journey actually because we um yeah we we often um we're often trauma traumatized in relation to others so in order to heal we need to heal in relation to others it's such an important part of it that process of being witnessed that process of being um there's something that we call in focalizing which is suspension which is where um, we drop in with the client and there's this it's almost like a flow state where um your any you know any preconceived ideas or um judgment about what may happen in the next moment about what's been said in the last moment is completely suspended and we're moving through the session in this state of suspension mm-hmm. and flow alongside another human being and um yeah i mean there's there's some research around that as well in terms of uh, how we co-regulate and how our nervous systems co-regulate so on that level that's happening you know if if you have this state of um suspension then that allows the other person for their nervous system to suspend to a point where we can bring in things um very slowly from the past yeah to solve them very very slowly so we use something called titration um which is yeah as it sounds it's just bringing in very small bits at a time to resolve so that people don't go back into overwhelm and the point about the suspension is also really important because in it brings us into a focus of the now and when you're very here in the now with your nervous system and your neocortex isn't kind of firing off as much there's a there's a bodily response that understands that what was in the past can no longer harm and there's this different element of witnessing that can then aid the res- resolution of that trauma um yeah it's really quite um 
yeah, it's really quite beautiful. Yeah, it sounds very supportive. You know, I can imagine mm. how going into that state, that flow state together with someone is, especially if you have, um, if you are feeling traumatized, that can feel very um, comforting, you know, to not be necessarily, you're not doing it on your own, you're doing mm. it together. Mm. And um, and yeah, and definitely, I mean, that that idea of being, the present moment being so powerful for us, isn't it? And how if we can start to access becoming more present, um, we, yeah, it just, it's, it's a really great tool, isn't it? For bringing you back to what is real. Absolutely. What is real, you know, rather than, because we can make up so many stories about forwards yeah. and backwards, past and future. It's like, no, w- what is actually real right now? That's mm. the truth that's what's now yeah it's fascinating what tell me for someone who's like not um you know necessarily aware of this stuff you know and hasn't read into it so much I mean um I come across the word somatic a lot in um the yoga people that I follow and I understand that it's to do with the body but what does your what do your sessions look like Joe? like what would someone expect from your sessions the word somatic, let me t- touch on that to, to, to begin with, actually, um, because it's a good point. It's not, um, it's, yes, I think it's, you know, beginning to sort of seep out into people's awareness. So the word somatic is generally um, interchangeable with the word embodiment um, as, a, as, a broad, as a broad scope of work. Um, and it largely depends on what side of the pond you're on. Um, so we use embodiment a bit more over here and um, somatic is used a bit more over in the States. Um, and, in, and in that body of work, um, in that sort of wheel, if you like, of, of what's included, um, there's, there's so much stuff. There's yoga, there's mindfulness, there's the stuff that I do, somatic therapy, there's um, uh, improv, um, conscious kink. You know, it's a, it's a whole kind of spectrum of things that we may do in order to bring us into the present the 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 somatic therapy yeah that i use is about bringing us into the present to resolve um trauma um conditioned thinking and intimacy barriers and um yeah so what would what would people expect well it's really hard to say because in some ways and there's a guy called paul linden actually who's a trauma um, therapist who I've been on some of his um, workshops and, and sessions with him. Um, he um, he always talks about something called testability, um, which I think is really important because, and that's not like kind of, oh, we're just going to, you know, put you into a um, scientist lab and test you. It sounds a bit like that, but they, it's not what his, what his meaning is that everybody is really different. So there's, it comes back again to this kind of humanist approach really. It's not. So it's only not the mind, Yeah. Only the mind would say X, Y, and Z is this. Um, the actual soma, so Greek soma comes from the Greek word um, meaning of the body. And um, uh, one of the um, 
phrases or definitions that I really jam with is a guy called Thomas Hanna, who does a strand of somatic work, which is more about movement than trauma resolution. But I really like his definition and it goes something like, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's something like um, the um, somatic experience is the direct experience of an individual at any one time when their mind, body, and soul is aligned. So there's this real truth and there's this real alignment. And it's that direct experience of that individual, which is so different for all of us. It really is different for all of us. And that's part of why this suspension is so important to bring us into what is what is here now, what is here now for this individual, not what we think might be a trauma pattern that we need to resolve, but how is it, how is it here now? Now we've brought this in with this intention of working with it. How is it manifesting in the body? How is it manifesting through um, sensations? So we work with then something called, so once we kind of suspend and bring into the present moment through something called a body drop, and we reach this we reach this place where we are dealing with this kind of coherence of mind body soul we then um, may use a different um, strands of, of work so it may be that imagery comes in quite strong so we may use may use then guided imagery to help resolve the majority of it is through um, sensing um, so um, you know what how is that body uh, reacting to being in this session with this intention around this particular um, experience that wants resolving. So what is now showing up? And let's say if there's a twitch or a contraction, then that would show me that that's where um, the body is holding on to some trauma that we then need to titrate and release. Um, so we then might use um, some um opposite energies to help resolve that um sometimes um in a voice dialogue yeah there can be and sometimes just giving space actually some of the really profound sessions are actually when very little happens very little happens at all but that so let's say someone comes with an intention and the intention is around um you know, feeling feeling safe again after after a specific event. Um, you know, sometimes that might be the, the the safest thing and the most appropriate thing to titrate. Once we actually body drop together, might be that person having space for that intention to be witnessed and aired through the body with another individual. With very little done. Yeah. With very little done. You know, and that's so profound for 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 many cases. But yeah, everybody is like I say, everybody is very different. And my role is is as a um, curious observer um, to really support then that session once we're in this sensing mode and really in the body with that intention. Yeah, I um it's really funny that you should say that about sometimes it's just about giving space. Um 
and it's such a simple concept isn't it and more and more and definitely this week I've had this sort of like keep coming back to this idea of um how the simplest things are sometimes the most powerful and we just have this tendency to overcomplicate and overcomplicate and think we need to do all of the things and try another thing and try another thing and actually strip it back and strip it back and stillness and quiet and space are incredibly powerful they're not necessarily comfortable that's the thing though isn't it exactly that <laughs> exactly that so that's exactly the point that's why we move away and complicate and even I'd really encourage any listeners to maybe even just rewind to that point and and allow the body to sink in those words like when we talk about or, or now like in this moment as we really slow down and start to actually probably you and I co-regulate in a different way and there is a different space that enters now how does that start to feel in the body different even witnessing this as a listener how does that feel different as a listener and there will be a different quality to it you know there might be a wanting to there might be an edge to it, might be wanting to move away from it. Um, and it's often that wanting to move away from it, which is a trauma response, which is a resistance, is a resistance on the resistance. It's a resistance against what's there. And actually, it's often the resistance on the res- of the resistance which which often is the, the, the thing that we deal with. Because when we turn to look at it and when we do it in a titrated way and when we do it in this way, it's actually very beautiful. It's actually often not very painful. But we have been conditioned and we have conditioned ourselves to move away and to look away from things, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So there's this there's this tendency to uh, habit to fill space, isn't it? Just fill the space, fill the space. It's uncomfortable, but um, but actually, like just like you said, it's not necessarily painful or anything. It's actually quite wonderful when you allow yourself into that space. So yeah, oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, Joe. Um, I wonder if there's, I don't know, my cat's just been purring away. Sorry, in the background, if you can hear that as well. We've both got our cats in the background. (laughs) Being drawn towards us in this lovely space, that stillness (laughs) and (laughs) quiet, like just drawn to it, aren't they? Um, I wonder if you'd like to finish with any kind of um, practical tool or tip that you could share with the listeners. So there's a few things that I could do, actually. One thing I would say is when um, there's, um, yeah, I think this is probably quite relevant for the moment. So rather than take you into something and have people maybe witness and experience that, if I give a practical tip, which would be, um, you know, in the moment, if you notice this um, energy, which is often kind of, um like quite pulsating can be um you can feel disassociated from your body 
um, there can be this strong desire to to do and to resolve or fight. You know, we're literally talking about here. What I'm talking about is the, the fight or flight um, or freeze response. Um, if it, and then I'm just trying to use words that they're very different for everybody right but these are some of the words associated with it that kind of like literally wanting to fight and kind of and wanting to do something really fast um you know throw the towel in on something get really angry and there's nothing wrong with anger by the way but you know if it feels like it's got this burn and this edge to it and it feels maybe sometimes like it has a quality of being a bit old and a bit stale and a bit like not a truthful kind of anger um if you notice any of that or just really feeling of feeling kind of scared and disassociated, then, um, you know, in that moment, notice the ground that you are stood on or sat on. In that moment, notice that ground, soften your belly and take a look at your surroundings. Just very gently allow your um head to wander around so i've got a fuchsia bush outside and that's really drawing my attention so something that feels very pleasant to you take a moment to really sink that in drink in the colors if it's a person their face if it's a sound the texture of the sound and then come back to that thing maybe that email or something that's triggered or and then notice that there's there'll be a softening and then keep going keep doing that keep kind of pendulating back between that thing that in that moment you found resourceful it was just capturing your attention in a good way inverted commas and then come back you can keep doing that as much as you've got time for in the moment but yeah, I think that's quite a good one for um, softening some of those um, tinier cuts that we experience that, um, you know, sometimes sometimes feel tiny, sometimes feel like <laughs> good old paper cuts. <laughs> really oh, scratching yeah. On <laughs> so yeah, that would be, um, you know, that's something that people can do outside of a, of a session. And, and, you know, I think, you know, just coming back to, to you and yoga and the point that I made before, I think a lot of people do, um, you know, our body is just, it's designed to survive. It's, it's our absolute best friend and it's designed to survive. And, and a lot of the subconscious thoughts and sensations that we have that draw us towards yoga are exactly those they're they're the they're the um survival um of you know of, of from the body mind drawing us to things like that so i think in terms of sort of specific healing or feeling unstuck feeling stuck and kind of getting out of that jam then somatic therapy is really great um because we can really contain and can really deal with that and to back to my point you you are um healing in relation to others which is really key um but you know in order to build this resourcing inside which is the opposite of what we're working with if you want to build that resource if you want to build that pool that reservoir of 
juicy stuff so that when the cuts come in or when the shock comes in, there's something softer for it to bounce off and it and it's more resilience in terms of the bounce back. Then yoga and mindfulness, you know, sound and um, bath, any of that is a really good way of building up that internal resource. Yeah, um, I think that's it, isn't it? It's like... Um, when we do that stuff, all that stuff, you know, um, regularly as a regular practice, the stuff that down regulates the nervous system that re, um, refuels us. And it is, it is about building that in as a resilience, isn't it? Because it, it's not just making your body stronger, it's making your resolve so much stronger. And, um, and yeah, and I think that's, that's why, that's why I love the practice so much you know I just think it's a wonderful thing and I love how all this ties together it's so it's so beautiful isn't it I love it yeah all these practices but again so simple they are so simple we don't have to complicate them and uh, they're so accessible to everyone yeah yeah I think um yeah I think you're absolutely right we um yeah simplicity has kind of been a bit of a a remembering I think for us this year hasn't it I think that's one of the you know if I was to sort of summarize 2020 there is this yeah there's this sense of remembering simplicity um which which has been a real anchor for me for um yeah for a long time but um I, I, I think every time I think oh I can't slow down even more I can't get my life simpler anymore you know so it's kind of gone from um you know, sort of quite high stress corporate to, um, you know, to, to, to what I do now. And every time I think I can't possibly kind of slow down every more life shows me an opportunity to slow down. And, 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 and actually I think there's something really beautiful, um, about that, you know, about the practices that I do, which is about, you know, that it's less doing and it's more listening, you know, they all actually kind of fall into this listening barrier, listening bracket, if you like. And I think once you begin to listen to um, your body um, and listen to life through your body as your body, um, that's all you have to do. And then you're just ready to say yes to life, you know. There's, there's this more effortless and this, you know, back to this simplicity that comes in. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. I love that. Yeah, ready to say yes to life more, the more we listen. Fantastic. Mm. Thank you so much, Joe. That is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget that you can subscribe to listen to more episodes. You can leave a review if you've enjoyed today's episode and you can share with your friends. And I'd really appreciate that. Look forward to seeing you next week. And if you need a few moments out for yourself, I've left a free guided relaxation recording in the notes for this podcast. Take care, guys. See you next time.